Hey, you're listening to Love with Elle Marie, a podcast about love's latest secrets, life lessons, and heartfelt confessions. I'm your hostess, Elle Marie, and this is my life as an unchained wife. Today, I am talking to Aisha, a wife and mother, and she's going to tell us all about her love story. Welcome, Aisha. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for coming and for joining us. I really, really appreciate it. No problem. No problem. So Love with Elle Marie is all about love stories, all about surviving love and moving and I know that you said you were saying before we got started that you're moving into a different stage mm-hmm. in the relationship um, so this is going to be interesting um, take us back to when you first met your husband how long ago was that um, I met him probably ooh, 25 years ago we grew up together we were neighbors oh wow yeah Wow. Did you guys like each other then? Were you friends or was there a like a, the love and basketball thing where mm, I don't like you and get away from me? What was the dynamic like as kids? We were just friends growing up. Um, it's funny because when I first met him, I met him through a friend. Mm-hmm. And when I first saw him, I felt like something, like there's something about this guy. I Ooh. don't know what it was, but it was like an instant thing, like something, mm-hmm. like almost he's my husband type of thing. Wow. But um, it's funny, we always have this joke that my husband grew into his looks. <laughs> I know, he's going to be mad at me about that one, but he grew into his looks. And I was with a friend, and when I asked her, what's his name? And she was like, his legal name, she was like, oh, you like Van Cleave. It really wasn't his name, but she said his name was Van Cleef, but it wasn't his real name. For, so What's forever, I thought that was his name. His name was is Cleef because he's named after his father. Oh, okay. But he goes by Lorenzo. Okay. Because it's his middle name. Okay. And so she was like, his name is Van Cleef. So for years, I thought that was his name. And I was like, no, I don't like him. And she was like, yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. And we kind of just got to introducing each other and talking and they went their way and we went ours and just living in the same neighborhood we all just kind of became friends mm-hmm. but nothing ever grew of it I was just like well we'll be just friends and he never pursued anything because he was extremely shy oh, okay. at the time so so how did what was the first conversation or the first thing that got you all on the path to love and to your relationship that's a funny story too so my son is not biologically his it's another guy and Lorenzo was my best friend so if anyone's out there and they went to school with us mm-hmm. they'll know that in high school we were brother and sister oh. we shared a locker and so everybody thought we were brother and sisters because we said we were brother and sister mm-hmm. and um, so he was always there uh-huh. and when I had my son my son's father kind of like did us really wrong but Lorenzo mm-hmm. was always there mm-hmm. um, to pick up the pieces yeah and I could tell that he wanted a relationship but I didn't want to break the friendship. I didn't mm-hmm. want to mess up that. Mm-hmm. And so for the longest, I was like, I just don't want to mess up our friendship. Um, and he was willing to wait. He was like, I'll wait. We don't have to, you know, I'll wait. It's no big deal. I just want to be a friend. I'm cool being your friend. 
well, he's there all the time, mm -hmm. and he's taking care of someone else's child and mm -hmm. all of our needs. So mm -hmm. it kind of just like we grew into the relationship. Shout out to the men who step in and step up. For sure. Shout out to those men. For sure. How long did you make him wait? Uh, let's see. It was probably a while. Because his family uh, talked about him going all the way out there for nothing. Uh, it was probably like six or seven months before I gave in and was like, okay, mm -hmm. okay, I'll try it. Mm -hmm. I'll try it out. What was the first date like? We never like really like dated because we were best friends. Mm -hmm. We just hung out all the time. So it was yeah. never like... So the first time we went out, it was to Applebee's. Okay. And I was breastfeeding. Oh, wow. <laughs> Applebee's gets a lot of first days. Yes, it does. And that's dope that you were nursing at the time. And we're sitting there for like 10 minutes, and all of a sudden, my shirt's wet. And I'm like, uh. That's because there's a feel good hormones are going. <laughs> we got to go. So that was our first date. It was real short at Applebee's because I started sweating through my shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. What did he say to that? Like, oh, okay. Well, he, it's time to go. It. he was like, your shirt is getting wet. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> I was like, I got to go home. I got to feed my baby. <laughs> so, so did you go home, feed the baby and continue the date or did you just cut the night short? We just cut the night short. We took the food home and just hung out on the couch watching television and me taking care of the baby so I can get that out of me. Mm -hmm. yeah. Wow. What was um, what was the first challenge that you experienced? Because I know being friends, I'm sure you guys had a great bond. You knew a lot about him. Mm -hmm. You knew a lot about you. Mm -hmm. um, so I imagine there was a great deal of acceptance there. But what was the first challenge that just kind of like took you all by surprise? Our first challenge was we were young. And he came to pick me up and his car smelled like marijuana. And we got in a car and we lived in the projects where the police kind of <laughs> scoured and watched everything. Mm -hmm. And as we got in the car and pulled out, since we pulled out, the police pulled us over. Oh, wow. And I'm a strong woman. And I knew that there was no reason for them to pull us over because mm -hmm. we hadn't done anything wrong. Mm -hmm. So the first thing I said was, can you please tell me why you pulled us over? And the officer at that time, you know, they didn't care about us. They still don't. Mm -hmm. um, was like, you don't need to know why the F I pulled you over. I have a mouth on me. I've learned since. I was a kid. Well, I, was, yeah. I was young. But I've yeah. learned since. So I was like, what's your badge number? Give me your badge number. Well, there's another officer on my side. And he's like, get her out the car. Oh, wow. So uh, we start going back and forth, you know, and I'm fighting with the police officer. <laughs> My sister comes around the corner trying to help. We go to jail. My mother had to come to my son at that time. And then the next day we had gotten out and he came over to the house apologizing. And I was like, no, I don't want to deal with it. Like, mm -hmm. This is not something I want to deal with. Mm -hmm. So me and you, we just can't work. And he stood out that window because I wouldn't even open the door. I was upstairs <laughs> in my bedroom. <laughs> For an hour. Wow. Like, please just come talk please to me. Outside I'm in sorry. The <laughs> yeah, it was not my fault. You know, and I was, I just wouldn't deal with him. And then he finally called and I opened up and started talking to him. And he was like, I promise that'll never happen again. I didn't really want to leave at that time. I told my cousin to wait because I wanted to air out the car. And mm -hmm. So I accepted it because you know, you're my best friend. We're going to be mm -hmm. friends regardless. Yeah. We can work through it. 
just let it not happen again because if you ever go to jail, mm. I won't wait. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you on that one. I hear you on that one. I will not wait. Was um was that at all an ongoing challenge or was that something um that he said, you know, I don't I'm not gonna deal with it. I you're worth it. I'm gonna leave all this behind. Yeah, we never had that issue over there. Wow. How long were you together um, before you all decided to take the leap into engagement and into marriage? We were together 10 years. 10 years. 10 years. Mm -hmm. Which was extremely hard for me as a woman Mm -hmm. because you see your friends getting married Mm -hmm. and engaged and Mm -hmm. moving in and Mm -hmm. starting their life journey. And I wanted that so bad because I'm like, we're together for 10 years. And he wanted me to be his baby mama. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be your baby mama mm-hmm. until you put a ring right. on it. I don't want to be somebody else's baby mama. That's right. I've never done my that. Goal. Yeah, mm-hmm. I want to be a wife. Absolutely. Um, so that was the biggest struggle because for him, he didn't understand the value of marriage. He said he never thought that that was important. Mm-hmm. He thought that if if I asked you to be my baby mama, that should be enough. That's 18 years. That's like that's a bond right there in itself. Mm-hmm. I, why do we need to be married? Like there's the importance that comes with marriage that says I choose you forever. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be with anybody else. Mm-hmm. You're the person that I choose. When you're not married, there's options. Yeah, you always have options. Mm-hmm. And so we finally got all of that. Ten years later, mm-hmm. <laughs> how did you convince him, or how did it? It was more of I don't want to say an ultimatum, but it was more of if we aren't moving forward, then we've hit a ceiling. Mm-hmm. So. Either we move forward or we let it go. Mm-hmm. But we have to choose one because otherwise I'm stagnant and I don't believe in being stagnant with anything. Mm-hmm. And how about children? When did children come? Or um, were there were there discussions of other children coming into play? There were um, for a long time. We actually tried to get pregnant. We were doing everything to try to get pregnant for years Mm -hmm. years and couldn't figure out what was wrong Mm -hmm. um i'd gone to my doctor which was my doctor for years and i'd had my son with her Mm -hmm. and so she was like there's nothing wrong with you because you already have a child so it must be him Mm -hmm. so he went to the doctor the urologist and got tested and his sperm count wasn't low but they weren't vital so they weren't like moving around like mm-hmm. they should. Mm-hmm. So he had to stop smoking cigarettes, of course, um, for s- three months and then go back. Well, he went back and everything was perfect. So the doctor was like, at this point, it's time for you to go back to your doctor and see what's mm-hmm. going on. You, personally. Yes. Okay. yes. So I went to a different doctor. I actually went to a specialist. Mm-hmm. The first specialist that I got referred to, I did not realize she was on her way out the door to retirement. And so when I told her, we've been trying to get pregnant for like 10 years now. I don't know what's going on. These are the symptoms that I'm having. Um, What should we do? Do we need to do IVF? And she's like, well, no, you're just getting older. I was only 29 at the time, I think. Yeah, you're just getting older. Uh, I was like, okay. Maybe I I was like, I think I was younger than that. And I'm like, all right. I accepted it thinking, well, Maybe that's why it's so hard because I'm getting older. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got a letter in the mail like a week later that she had left the practice. She retired because of the new insurance laws and she didn't want to have to deal with it. So mm. she decided to leave 
the practice and do her own thing. Mm -hmm. So then I went to a, another doctor in the office and I love her, Dr. Lund, Dr. Julie Lund. Mm -hmm. And soon as I told her my symptoms, um, pain with um, sex, it was always difficult to have sex. Um, I would cramp for no reason. Like if I bent over too fast, I would get a sharp pain wow. that we had been trying for 10 years and mm -hmm. nothing was happening. And the first thing she said to me was, it sounds like you may have endometriosis. So we went the extreme, and I just told her just go ahead and go in, mm -hmm. see if I have it, and if mm -hmm. I do, do what you can. Yeah. So she did, came out, and my right fallopian tube was completely blocked. Mm -hmm. My left one was partially blocked, and she cleaned off as much of the endometrium as she could mm -hmm. and sent us to the fertility doctor. Well, as we know, fertility is extremely expensive. Yes, it is. So yes, we're paying eight and nine hundred dollars every time we go in there. Mm -hmm. And were it not to work, we couldn't keep doing that. Yeah. Um so how we many, decided not. How many times or how many rounds did you go? We on? just tried them once because it was so expensive. Yeah. Um, and then it was just like, Well, if God says we'll have one, we'll have one which was his take at the time or what he was putting out, like it wasn't a big deal because mm -hmm. he didn't want it to be a big deal. But the fact that he didn't have any biologically his, mm -hmm. internally it was a big deal. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was a big challenge for us. And that's why we don't have any at this point. We just have Jaden and he's finally, he's accepted that. He accepted a long time ago, but it took a while. It took a while. We went through some some severe changes with that one. Really? Yeah. Um, was there um, was there an actual um, threat to the marriage? Did you think that things would end? Yeah. Um, it was like a silent killer, I guess you want to say, because you love that person and you know they love you. But when you resent someone for something, sometimes it shows itself in ways that you don't realize you're doing. Mm -hmm. So um, he began to kind of like resent me and um, kind of be standoffish. He would have an attitude a lot. Like he would come home from work upset for no reason, just doing little things. And I used to tell him, I think that maybe you resent me mm -hmm. because I can't have a child and I know how bad you want a child. Um, but he would say, no, I don't care. It doesn't matter. I love you. Yeah. We don't have to have a child. Yeah, you're saying but that. But you could see, but you could feel the actions, that, and I can mm -hmm. feel it. Mm -hmm. It matters to you, but it wasn't something that he was willing to accept at the time that he was doing that. So it went on like that for about five years. I want to say about five years, mm -hmm. um, maybe yeah, about five years. Um, and then it got to a point where I was depressed. Mm -hmm. I would go home, sit on a chair watch TV and not do anything. But I didn't want to say that I was depressed. I didn't want to admit it. Yeah, I don't think we ever Yeah. To. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like a defense. Yeah, it's like, eh, mm -hmm. no, I'm just, this is just the thing that I do. Mm -hmm. But you're not moving. You come home, you sit in that one spot and you mm -hmm. never go anywhere until the next day you can go to work. Mm -hmm. And I would work till 11, 12 o'clock at night Dental office, there's no, well, there are, but the dental yeah. office I worked in, we're closed at five. Why are you still here at 11, 12 o'clock yeah. trying to do stuff just to keep busy? Mm -hmm. So you don't have to deal with what the real issue is. Mm -hmm. So eventually I went to a therapist and he went, he actually came with me. We went to a therapist and we kind of started talking about it because it is 
something that breaks up a lot of marriages. You know, finances, infertility, sex. So we went to therapy about it, um, and it took a while. It took some adjustments. It took adjustments on both parts, but we were both willing to make those adjustments. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what helped. And slowly, we kind of got back to us. But it, it took a while. So today, do you, um, do you feel just as solid as ever? I actually feel more solid than really? we have ever been. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Do you... Um, do you all worship together? Um, are you are you spiritual in that? Yes, I have always been because I was raised in the church. Mm -hmm. He was never raised in a church. He actually never went to church until I put him into church. So that was an uncomfortable thing for him initially because you start feeling convicted. If you've never been there, you don't understand it. Mm -hmm. All you feel is criticism and these people weren't perfect either, you know, but you got to understand no one's perfect. Mm -hmm. Focus on you, do you, and don't worry about everybody else. So it was, for a while there, I will say it was a struggle with him being consistent with it. Um, he wouldn't go, I'm gonna say 50% of the time, he wouldn't go. But now he goes all the time. We have been through it all. Really? There's reasons he didn't go, but yes, we have been through it all. Been through it all. What, um, what was the best time of your life with your husband well what's the your greatest memory or the the one thing that is just like that one time it was, it was good babe right that was good <laughs> stuff. that's an easy one because it wasn't that long ago uh the best time in my life with my husband would have been last year um we were on the verge of a separation mm -hmm. um and i kind of started doing my own thing because i pretty much had checked out yeah. And was that, were you still at that point um, um, dealing with infertility and still seeing your therapist at that point? A little bit, but a little bit also was when you are together so long, you get comfortable. Yeah. And you no longer start doing things thinking of that other partner. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like you get home, you sit down, you do your own thing, they do their own thing. You don't really connect, you don't really talk, you're just existing. Because mm -hmm. I've been with you, so I don't have to woo you anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't have to get you to love yeah. me anymore because I got you. Mm -hmm. And we had gotten there. And the last straw was my birthday last year. Um, I, he called and asked, what do you want for your birthday? And I said, don't buy me anything. Just come up with something. It doesn't have yeah. to cost money. I'd rather yeah. take me to a park or, you know, yeah. do something. something and yeah. He, his response was, now Now he says, I was just joking with you. <laughs> it didn't sound like a joke at the time, but okay, I'll take that. His response was, that would take too much effort. Hmm. And I was like, okay, that hurt, especially yeah. as a woman, because yeah. we're emotional. I was like, mm -hmm. okay, okay. But he would, say little, effort. Yeah, <laughs> he would say little things like that all the time in a joking manner. But for me, if you say the same thing all the time even if you're joking you mean it mm -hmm. because it's been acknowledged more than once mm -hmm. and um so the next day we went and hung out with some friends i think yeah yeah for um, my birthday no actually we just went and hung out mm -hmm. and before hanging out i was like well, what are we gonna do and he said well, i love you i really want to do something but we can't do anything because i just don't have the funds to do it right now I'm like, okay no big deal 
we go to Lowe's, we're walking around Lowe's, his mm-hmm. friend calls. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, you and Isha want to hang out? Me and my girl are talking about thinking about going bowling, you know, whatever you want to hang out. Now, just 10 minutes ago, you told me, well, we don't have the funds to hang out, yeah. just me and you. Mm-hmm. And then you just tell him, oh, yeah. And you turn around to me and say, oh, we about to go hang out with him and her. Oh, okay. Wait a minute. What do you mean we about to go hang out with him and her? And you just told me we couldn't do anything because yeah. we didn't have the funds. Yeah, so you got red flags and things going on. So now you got the comment that you made about not putting forth an effort. Mm-hmm. Then you poo-pooed me that your friend calls and, oh, yeah, we can go hang out. Mm-hmm. And then the next day on my actual birthday, so that night that we went and hung out, I was kind of just docile all, all night. And the next day, I was in a hair show and it was my actual birthday. And I said, would you like to go to the hair show with me? You know, I don't do those things. No, that, that's women things. I don't do it. Okay, that's fine. This is my actual birthday. Mm-hmm. So I spent my birthday by myself at the hair show. That was my thought process. Mm-hmm. Well, in the interim, because you know what? Whenever you are in a down part in your marriage, in your relationship, whatever, there's always a snake that comes around right at the perfect time and says all the perfect things. You better believe it. And you were just like, you know what? He's not doing it. So Mm -hmm. maybe he will. Mm -hmm. And this guy um, that I had actually met at the bar, not really thinking of anything. And I didn't give him my number, but then he hit me up on social media. Mm -hmm. It can be dangerous. You cannot hide no. from the social media age. Yes. <laughs> I met you the other night. What you doing? I'm like nothing. I'm going to a hair show. Well, where's the hair show at? Oh, it's at this club, this bar. Well, he had just told me he was in Chicago. So, okay, yeah. I'm going to this um, bar. No big deal. Oh, okay. Well, I'm about to make it an effort to come down there and be with you at this hair show. Hmm. Are you serious? You don't even know me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm about to come down there and be with you. I'll be there. Give me a couple of hours because it's going to take me a little bit to get there. But let me get my stuff together and I'll come down there and I'll hang out with you. Because I was like, I'm just going by myself. He's like, yeah. where are you going with? I was like, by myself. He's like, are you serious? I was like, yeah. He's like, your husband's not going. It's like, no, hair shows aren't for him, you know. And he was like, I'm going to come hang out with you. Well, he'd been to several hair shows before. I'd never been to a hair show. So I didn't realize it's basically a club yeah. atmosphere. And he showed up. And he stayed there the entire night with me, hanging out with me. Wow. Yeah, which led to a relationship outside wow. of my marriage. Wow. Um, but the whole time I was honest with my husband. So my husband knew about him. Really? My husband is my best friend. My husband is my I am best floored. friend. I am floored. And I, I love... I love that because I think that that is very important. Um, when you are best friends, you you can see the other person as a person mm-hmm. and not just as my spouse. Right. This is who you are. This is the role you play. Don't step out of that line. Yeah. How did he? How did he take it? He was upset at first, but his first reaction was, and I love this about him, is because he owned his part in it. Mm. His first reaction was. I don't blame you because I have been treating you horrible lately. Mm. I actually kind of pushed you into that. So I can't get upset with you about this, but I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that you don't leave me. And he literally did. And I didn't think he would. And he literally did. Went through a whole lot that me and 
these things wouldn't go through. And he, he did. But the first thing he did was own it and say, I, I did push you there. I pushed you there because I thought that me doing the things that I was doing, making you think that I was cheating because he would insinuate it mm-hmm. um, or making you think other women were interested in me would make you love me more mm-hmm. and make you more affectionate to me. Mm-hmm. But it backfired on me. And mm-hmm. so I apologize. That is a very um, mature mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. How did um how did you feel? How did you take that knowing? Well, one knowing that um, he wasn't actually stepping mm-hmm. out, and then um, having him still love and accept you despite the choices that you made. Initially, I took it with a grain of salt because yeah, you're saying those things, but prove it to me like don't change for a month and Mm -hmm. then start to resort back to your old ways Mm -hmm. and then we go through the cycle again because that that happens Mm -hmm. with not with this particular situation but other situations where oh yeah i'm gonna change and you change and then and it cycles right go right back to that same place where we started so at first i was just like i don't want to like it's just gonna we're gonna go right back there so i don't want to and Plus, I'm infatuated with this person, but I know he's the devil. That's what's so bad. Like, because you get this feeling in your spirit when you talk to that person. And you're like, oh, my God, he's the devil. Mm-hmm. What but was I'm, that spirit like? What did that feel like? The devil. Did you, did, it, <laughs> were there, did you feel it in the pit of your stomach? Were your anxiety? Did your blood pressure raise? Did you sweat? Did you not? Did you find it difficult to um, communicate with him? What did, what did that unease or dis-ease look like no because like they said the devil doesn't come to you in a way that is not attractive to you Mm -hmm. so with this guy in particular he knew that i was into church he knew that i was religious Mm -hmm. um and so he would quote bible scriptures but he would twist it to make it fit into his reality of what a relationship can be Mm -hmm. God didn't put us here to not be happy. Mm. He wouldn't want you to go through these things. Do you remember this scripture? Now, why would God do this and allow you to, you know, it was, the man knew the Bible Mm -hmm. front and back. Mm -hmm. How can you know the Bible front and back and be Satan? Well, that's what they say. Satan knows the Bible just as well as anybody else, Mm -hmm. you know? And it was little things. Um, So that was the first thing that, kind of set my attention was you're quoting the Bible, but you're making it fit sin. Like this is an adultery. Mm -hmm. You can't make that right. No matter what you do, you can't make it right. But he had a way of like twisting it. And at one point I looked and in my head, Holy Spirit, it has to be because there's nothing else said he's the devil. And I knew it, but I kept feeding into it. Yeah, I kept feeding into it and I knew it. I knew he wasn't about the right. Um, and I just kind of kept feeding into it because you feel the void, you feel the he was a conversation. My, my husband and I've been together 18 years at that point because it was just last year, and um, so when you know everything about each other because we grew up together, mm-hmm. our mothers were good friends, mm-hmm. when you know everything about each other, the conversation kind of starts to dwindle. Because what do I learn about you now? I know everything. There's nothing you can tell me that I don't know. Um, So the conversation kind of started went 
going flat. And so now I have this new guy over here who has so much conversation um, and I'm learning so many things about him. So it's always interesting because I don't know anything right. about him. Right. He can tell me something and that's a total lie, but I don't know that it's a total lie. I have mm -hmm. to figure it out. I actually have to meet and know him. And right. then it's that lust of something new. Mm -hmm. Oh, thrill. my God. Yeah. I'm, the, I'm never dated anybody. I've been with my husband since we were kids. Yeah. I don't even know what it's like to date an adult, you yeah. know? Yeah. So it was more of enticing and it felt good mm -hmm. just to sit and learn something about somebody else. And, and that's what kept me in. It was really the conversation. It was never sex. It was really the conversation. How, um, how did it end? Because I know... Um, just to rewind, I, I cut you off and got into the, because um, you said that around that time what started to be the best time of your mm -hmm. life with your husband. So how did, um, how did the relationship end with your friend and you were able to move into that best time with your husband? Slowly. Um, I was with this guy all the time. I would get off of work, go to the gym, shower, leave the gym, hang out with him, I wasn't home and home till like three in the morning. Had to go right to work. Mm -hmm. Vicious cycle. Yeah. I was doing it literally every day. And I could tell it was starting, it was affecting my husband because he knew where I was. He knew what I was doing. I'm telling you everything. Because um, my whole thing was, I don't want to lie to you. You know where I am. You know, I'm with this guy. You know his name. You know what he looks like. You know the car. You know, yeah. you're my best friend. If something happened, you need to know where I am. Right. You know. Um, so... It came to a head when it was my husband's mother's birthday and I totally forgot we were supposed to go to her house for her birthday and he called me and I'm with this guy and we're driving to Castleton Mall and he's like where are you at I'm like oh, I'm going to Castleton oh uh, for real really mm -hmm. I'm, I'm close right here I'm what part of Castleton yet I'll meet you there mm -hmm. and I'm like uh, I'm right standing in front of this door, yeah. you know, thinking he's playing, not gonna really show mm -hmm. up there. And he's like, Oh, for real, give me five minutes, I'll be there. Okay, well, I'll talk to you. No, let's stay on the phone. Keep talking to me while we're walking. Because in my voice, apparently, my husband can tell things about me just by listening to my voice. Yeah, no matter where I'm like, mm -hmm. I don't know, I can tell it in your voice. Mm -hmm. He was right there with you, and I knew he was right there with you because I could hear in your voice. Mm -hmm. So he's standing on the phone with me. I slowly start to back away because his friends were there. He was there to meet some friends of his. I start backing off. He turns around and he looks and he keeps walking because he knows, oh, she must be on the phone with her husband. Mm -hmm. I'm walking around. I, I'm like, well, I'm at H&M because I know that they're going all the way down to Von Mar. Mm -hmm. He's like, all right, I'll meet there. We stayed on the phone for 30 minutes. I'm like, there's no way you was around the corner yeah. 30 minutes. So he comes in. To H&M, and I can tell on his face that he knows. And my husband started to divorce me in H&M. And reality has set. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be without my husband. Yeah. So I'm in the middle of H&M, crying, begging my husband, please don't do this. Wow. Please don't do this. And um, he walks out, and I'm following him, and tears are running down my eye. And I, I don't really care what people think at this point, because yeah. I don't want to lose my it's husband. Yeah, and so we're walking, and he's like, where's he at? And I'm like, um, I don't want to go there. I don't want you to know where he is. 
no, where's he at? Take me to your car. So we get in the car and he's taking me to the car and I'm like, please don't. What just so happened that the police were like in the parking lot. And that's the one thing that stopped the whole event from happening of them meeting each other and all mm-hmm. so I was like he has all his friends with him I don't know what this guy's gonna do like yeah. let's not do this yeah so he takes my phone and he says go to your car go home it's time to go home why did I take him home mm-hmm. now how is this my husband just came in H&M mm-hmm. ready to divorce me and I'm like well I gotta take him home yeah why am I so worried about this man still mm-hmm. and I know my husband's upset with me and I'm still worried about this guy. Yeah. I so I, I waited for him. Guy came in the car. What what happened? I'm sitting there crying. My my husband was up here. He is mad. My, he's talking about divorcing me. Are you seriously gonna let him ruin our evening? I have to go. Yeah. I have to go. Um, and it was dangerous because as I was taking him back, he um was like, give me your ID. And I was like, no. He's like, give me your ID. So he pulls behind a building. And I'm like, no, I'm not giving. He's like, get, like he starts demanding my ID. Takes my ID. Takes a picture of my ID. So now you have my address and everything. Yeah. Um, and wouldn't let me leave for a good hour. Wouldn't let me leave for a good hour. Were you fearful at that point? I was uncomfortable. Yeah. Because I didn't know what he was gonna do, and it was a weird like. I'm not gonna let you go, kind of, kind of thing. It was like I'm gonna, con- I want to be controlling by holding you. Come here, let me hug you. Mm-hmm. I just want to hold you, mm-hmm. type of thing. Um, stay here. Are you seriously gonna let him ruin our plans? And I'm like, I gotta go. I gotta go. No, we're not going anywhere. It was kind of that thing. Like, okay, is this like anger? Like I'm gonna hurt you, anger, or mm-hmm. is this anger like I'm pissed at you and I'm mad you ruined my night? So it was yeah. a confusing situation right yeah. there. He finally let me go, um, and as I was coming into the house, my husband was leaving. He pulled back, and we went in the house and talked. And I just started crying. I was like, "I'm sorry," you know. He was like, "This has to stop. Like, you can't keep being with him." Like, I I, I accepted it for a while because I thought that it would just kind of go away. Mm-hmm. I can't do this. Like, it has to stop. And I was like, "Okay." It'll stop. Mm-hmm. It'll stop. And it stopped. It somewhat stopped. It somewhat stopped, but I had to like be aggressive for it to stop because he wouldn't go away for a while. For a while. My husband actually had to step in recently because wow. he pulled up at my job. Wow. Is, ha, have you had to actually take any like legal action and get a restraining order or anything like that? No. No, I haven't done that. Um, so I just, I don't think it's necessary really. Um, I just, I'm glad my husband stepped in because I wouldn't let him step in for the longest as far as reaching out to him because I thought that that was my place because I started it. Mm-hmm. And I never wanted him to have to deal with that. Yeah. So I was like, I'll handle it. And we can't talk anymore. But it was kind of like, it was, a, it was, it's called, my, my brother called, Cause it mind fucking. Cause yeah. I talked to my brother about it. Cause he had been in a situation with his wife before, and excuse me, he's the first thing he said to me was, "I want you to be in the moment. 
Because whenever you're having an affair, whenever you're cheating on someone, it's all about the lust and everything that person is saying is gonna sound good. Mm -hmm. I want you to pay attention to everything he says, not just be there and listen. He was like, mm -hmm. I want you to pay attention to everything he says, be in the moment because me and we know how to mind fuck women. Mm -hmm. And whatever he's not doing, we're gonna do it. And it's, you're gonna like it. Mm -hmm. And he says, so pay attention and he'll start saying stuff that you're not comfortable with. He'll start saying stuff that you don't like because it's it's gonna happen. Yeah. And and it'll stop. And that's exactly I, I started living in a moment, paying attention to all the stuff he was saying because it was crazy. Like, how can you make this right? Like there's nothing you can do to yeah. make this right. And he had a girlfriend and it was like, Well, you can move in with us. I'll make her get a bigger house and we can all live together. No, we can't. I'm a grown woman. How does this work? <laughs> <laughs> that that can't happen. Like she's maybe okay with that. Yeah. I cannot be okay with that. That's not something I'm willing to do. And the fact that she's okay yeah. is a problem because she was okay with me. He introduced me to her. So they had an open relationship. No, he had an open relationship. But she wasn't allowed to oh. be with anybody else. And so she there was were okay definitely some that. controlling yeah, tendencies. Yeah, she was okay with that because I put those boundaries up front. She already knew the situation, so she's okay with that. And I don't understand as a woman how you can be okay with that. Mm -hmm. And so that was my biggest thing. Like, you may think she's okay with that, but there's no way she's okay with mm -hmm. that. Internally, she is dying. Internally, yeah. she is suffering. Absolutely. But she's just saying it's okay because she wants you. Mm -hmm. And I can't be a part of that. How long has it been since um, you all communicated? Uh, I haven't talked to him since last year, but last week I was standing outside with a coworker talking and he rode through our parking lot really slowly with his water down in the sea, kind of like with his arm mm -hmm. over his face um, and looked and I looked at him and I was like, and my coworker kind of saw it on my face and she's like, who is that? And I was like, yeah. I, I, I can't. That's a guy. You know what happened? She was an older lady, so she kind of knew what happened. Yeah. I was like, "That's him," and she was like, "Are you serious?" I was like, "Yes." Yeah. So now she like walks me to my car. Yeah. We walk out together. Um, I immediately called my husband. I was like, "Okay, this is weird now. Like yeah. he just kind of rolled through my parking lot of my job. There's no reason for him to be here at all." Mm -hmm. um, and before he had taken a picture of my husband's car while my husband was riding on the highway, he was riding next to him and sent it to me. And I told my husband about that. And so my husband was like, "Okay." I've been calm long enough. Mm -hmm. At this point, it's time for me to say something. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? As a man, I I can't do anything but allow you to do something. So he reached out to him and told him, don't ever contact me again. Otherwise, we would have some issues. Yeah. And I haven't heard anything. Wow. How... That is very heavy. Yeah. How... Um, so how... How did we come out? Good? Yes, how did it come back after we come out the good? stress of it's situation. amazing what when you actually when you love a person and you really don't want to be without that person mm -hmm. you're kind of willing to do whatever I'll make changes and I will say no matter what the struggle was in our marriage or in our relationship we've always been willing to adapt to mm -hmm. make the changes to make it better no matter mm -hmm. what it was mm -hmm. and so I knew I played a role in the situation too because yeah, my husband is coming home and he's angry and he's like lashing out, but I'm not doing my part either. Yeah. I'm not showing him any kind of affection. I'm sitting in this room. He's sitting in that room. I'm not asking how your day was. 
Um, I'm not keeping up with myself. Yeah. I'm not cooking. I'm not doing the stuff that he fell in love with. Yeah. You know, so it's we both need to play a role here. But what was amazing was my husband um, started praying, and I didn't know it. And one day he was like, I want to go to church. I want to start going to church with you. And um, so we started going to church. But he, like, turned into a totally different person. And he was like, I don't really know what it is. I don't know what happened. I woke up one day, and I decided I didn't want to be the same anymore. Hmm. He was like, not just for you, but because for everything that I did to you, I, I wanted to learn from that. Mm -hmm. Because if you left, I wanted to make sure that the next woman wouldn't get that, that I would be a better man for her. Mm -hmm. He was like, so it was more about him correcting him and everything yeah. in him. Um, and he was like, I just woke up and I don't know why, I just felt different and I knew I didn't want to be like that anymore. And if you go to his Instagram, at that time, he actually put on his Instagram, I don't know, I just woke up and didn't and said I don't mm -hmm. want to be the same anymore. And um, and it was seriously a change, like a change, a dramatic change that you can't understand because yeah. he, things that he would normally get angry at didn't affect him at all. Wow. Um, he did say that he would be upset with the people at work. He said, I was taking it out on the wrong people. Mm -hmm. I'm being super nice to the people at work, even though they're pissing me off. But then I'm coming home and I'm taking it out mm -hmm. on y'all. Mm -hmm. And I figured out I'm being nice to the wrong people. I need to be nice to my family through right. these people at work. Right. I can't take it out on them. Mm -hmm. So that changed. He started considering me. So I therefore started considering him, calling mm -hmm. him like, okay, this is what I'm about to do. Mm -hmm. I want to let you know where I am. I'll be home at this time. Mm -hmm. Just to like, just to let you know, you know, yeah. this is what's going on. Because now I have to rebuild trust with you. Right. Because I didn't broke that down. So I have to rebuild trust with you. Um, I was going to church every Sunday. Um, actually, went to join the choir. I was like, mm -mm. "No, I'm not ready to do that." <laughs> <laughs> Baby steps. Uh -uh. Baby steps. But okay. he hates my dog. Mm. Well, he he likes the dog. He just when we got the dog, he said, "I will never pick up dog poop in the yard <laughs> at all." And so he used to get like really upset about like cutting the grass and every dog poop in the yard. And my son was out there with him um, one day. He came in the house and he's like, "Mama." Rens has really changed and I'm like what he's like I mean it's a noticeable change I can't believe it's like he's a totally different person yeah. and I'm like why and he was like he was out there edging the yard and some poop flew up in his face <laughs> he said and he didn't even react he just and just kept it moving well in the past he would have came in cussing I said get this this is why I'm on the dog and I didn't even hear about it. The only way I heard about it was through my son. Yeah. And so it was like noticeable across the board. His family, you're not, you're not the same anymore. You know, it was noticeable across the board. And I had to adjust too. Because if you're that willing to change to save it, I have to be just as willing. Because for somebody to love me that much, mm -hmm. I need to do whatever it is that I'm not doing to make you happy. And it has been amazing, mm -hmm. amazing, yeah. I made a, um, a post on Facebook last year. It came up in my memories, and, and I said, you know, a wife is a woman who, um, you know, um, 
protects her husband and takes care of him and anticipates his needs, you know, emotionally, physically, mm -hmm. all of these different things. And I said, and a happy wife is a wife who gets all of those same things back mm -hmm. from her husband and more. And what you just said is the perfect example of that. Um, one, I, I like how he recognized that the change was in him mm -hmm. um, because happiness and all of that is is an inside job. Yeah. You know what I mean? We, yeah. You have to, the work has to be done internally and you have to make certain decisions and things on your own. Um, and then once you get to that point, once you reconcile certain things with yourself, then at that point um, you can correctly love mm -hmm. your partner and then that's when you can move forward and that's when you'll start to see the relationship blossom when both people sort of look at themselves like what have i brought to the table mm -hmm. what have i um, how have i contributed to this issue right. and i think it takes a certain level of um just honesty and definitely humility and um that comes i think with age and time and and maturity maturity i'm definitely not there yet maturity. <laughs> i'm working on you'll, it you'll though get there. I, i'm I'm working on it and I think that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do this um, because there are people like me and there are other, um, well, there's myself, for myself and then also the other people like me who are, who struggle in their relationships and in their marriages and um, and don't know quite how to face the challenges, don't mm -hmm. know how to face themselves, don't mm -hmm. know how to face their spouses. Um, so um, I've, I've really enjoyed the the roller coaster of this, not to be entertained by right. your, your pain, but I've enjoyed the um, how you guys have been able to reach the peaks of being done and anger and pain, but being able to come back in mm -hmm. love. I think that's amazing. What is um, what is the greatest lesson that your relationship and your marriage has taught you in life? That everything, it, the saying is true, everything worth it is hard work. Let it be work on a job, trying to progress in your career. It's not going to be easy. If it's easy, it's not worth it. If it's easy, you're not going to get there. Um, being able to push yourself out of your comfort zone, because we get so used to being in our comfort zone. Yeah, but this is what I like. Yeah. You know, I've never done that, so I do it now. Mm -hmm. But what you did when you were 17 and y'all got together... He's not going to be attracted to at 30, yeah. you know, so let's start making some mm -hmm. changes. And like you said, start with yourself. It's so easy to focus on what everybody else is doing wrong, what that other person in the relationship is doing wrong. When you start focusing on yourself and say, okay, what am I doing mm -hmm. that is causing this? Or yeah. what could I do better mm -hmm. to say that I've done my part? Because mm -hmm. for me, it was more of, okay. I'm going to do everything that I feel like I need to do mm -hmm. so I can say that I, I tried. Yeah. I did it. Yeah. I changed. I did that. I did this. I did that. I tried. I put forth an effort. I did those things. Mm -hmm. You have to do the same. Um, a lot of work. A lot of work. And you have to be willing to go through that. Like, things are going to happen. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying let somebody dog you out completely, yeah. ever. Accept mm -hmm. um, it once learn from it if it happens again all right we've talked yeah. about this yeah. but you gotta be firm in that like okay I, I recognize that this happened but i'm telling you if it happens again i have to be out i have to go so if you love me like i love you and i'm willing to change for you be willing to do the same for me and if they are then you know okay well, we can make it through this 
you can definitely make it through this mm-hmm. is it's no big deal um so i've just learned to be transparent um not only with your spouse but with the world yeah um because i don't feel like you can truly grow from something unless you're transparent about it yeah. because if you're not transparent about it why are you hiding it if you've yeah. grown from it mm-hmm. and moved from it why are you hiding it why is it that you don't want your mother and father to know that you had an affair or you don't want the people in the church to know you had an affair or, but you saying that y'all grew from it and you're saying that you've corrected that mistake in your life and you learned and that won't happen again but i'm ashamed to tell anybody yeah. well then i didn't learn anything yeah. from it you mm-hmm. know so my whole thing is i'm being a totally transparent and that's a new thing for me this year so I actually got up in front of the church I was sitting in church with my son and my husband one day Mm -hmm. and something came over me and it was like you need to get up and you need to Mm -hmm. let it out because so many people in the church try to portray perfection oh yes oh yes I don't cuss I don't do this I don't do that oh yes Okay, but I just saw you on social media, you know, gossiping and talking about this person and you were in a club the other day, you know, so we're not perfect. So stop trying to act like you're perfect. Like you're higher than mighty and you're not. So I just got up in the middle of the church and I went up to the front. I was like, I have to say something. And the pastor gave me the mic and I just said, you know what? I'm standing here in front of my peers and before God Mm -hmm. and I'm being 100% transparent. I have dishonored my husband. I have dishonored my child. I cuss. I drink. I do things that I'm not supposed to do. But guess what? None of us are perfect. Mm-hmm. That's why we're here. Mm-hmm. And I want to apologize to you, my husband. I want to apologize to you, my son, for everything that I've done. Wow. And I want you to know that I have learned from this and I'm going to do everything in my power that I can to make it better. Wow. And I went and sat down. And I felt so much better. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I don't have to hide it anymore. Yes. I don't have to hide it. I'm, I've said what I need to say. We're not perfect. I, I, I get so tired of people pretending like everything is yes, perfect. And it's exactly. not perfect. Exactly. Because if you pretend that you're perfect, that child that's watching you is thinking everything's perfect. Things mm-hmm. don't happen in life. Mm-hmm. Now and then they have to deal mm-hmm. with those things. Yes. How are they going to handle it? Because they've not seen mm-hmm. how it was handled. They didn't, they not learned right. how to grow and move forward. And it was funny because after church, my father-in-law came to me and he was like, why did you do that? Why did you get up there and, and put, put your business out there like that? I was going to ask that. How did the family receive yeah. that? Or and respond? I was like, easy. And he was like, well, you know, people going to think, I said, that's the point. I don't care what they think. Mm-hmm. It's not about them. That wasn't for them. That was for me. Yeah. I want everybody to know I'm not perfect. And if I was strong and bold enough to get up here and say that, you can too. You mm-hmm. don't have to act anymore. Mm-hmm. It wasn't for them. I don't care about what they think. They can insinuate. They can think anything they want. Mm-hmm. I don't care. You may care. I don't. And that was the only backlash. Because he kept trying to, but, yeah. but, mm-hmm. but, but you don't get it. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care what they think. Because I... I just don't, you know, and I, and that's the point that I am in my life now. Like, I make I mess up. We make mistakes, but we learn yep. and we grow. And if and you don't, then you won't grow. And I cannot grow unless I'm transparent with the world. Yeah, I screwed up. 
Absolutely. It happens. I faced something similar last year when my husband and I separated and I chose to talk about it on my show. And a lot of the married people were like, why are you talking about that? What is wrong with you? We don't discuss these things in public. Are yes, you serious? <laughs> and I, that, I mean, that was, that was a lot of what I heard and I just explained it the same way. I, I had to release it. Like, mm-hmm. this is what I'm living. And if I, um, if I don't, release that if i don't share my my truth right now I, 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 everything about me and everything that i'm presenting is going to be fake and exactly. I, I must be authentic exactly. i have to let you know and exactly. still i don't think some people got it um and some people i kind of think do so you know there are people who contacted me like you know i appreciate you yeah. you know and and it's just like but I'm just real. Yeah. And we all have to be real with each other. And I think that if if we all look at it that way, I think a lot of the anguish that a lot mm-hmm. of us experience will begin to go away yeah. because it's because we're we're all able to relate more and that yeah. we're not we don't all have, you know, a wall to our right and a wall to our left and you know, and, and, and just looking at it with tunnel vision. What's um we're running out of time a little bit, but what's, Sorry, um, what's no, this was awesome. <laughs> this was absolutely awesome. What would be one thing, um, that you would tell, um, a, a young couple or, or, um, or just a wife, um, who is on the fence, on the bridge, um, and just not sure which way she should go. What would you tell her? The first thing I'm going to say is pray about it. Pray about it and listen. Don't pray about it and then jump to, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Pray about it, listen, take your time, but go to your spouse with your issues. Because a lot of times we have those issues and we just assume they know because you should know me. Mm-hmm. Um, let them know because men are literal creatures. We're emotional, but they're literal. Mm-hmm. And they are thinking, I'm, I'm, I'm providing for you. Um, I'm taking care of everything, so why aren't you happy? Mm-hmm. You know, so tell them what you're not happy with. You know what? I I miss it when you used to talk to me in bed when we yeah. had sex. I mm-hmm. love that, and you stopped. Mm-hmm. Um, I miss this, or this is what I want from you. I, I, you don't do this for me, and this is what I need. Because then that gives him the opportunity, at least, yeah. to make those changes. But then you have to be willing to accept that criticism yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what do I need to do to make this better? Yeah. How can I change? Is there Are there things that I'm lacking in? Um, so my thing is just be willing to grow and learn from it. Mm-hmm. If you need therapy, don't be ashamed to get therapy because for some apparent reason, people don't, I don't want anybody in my business, but sometimes you need an outside yeah. source that's not in your family. Mm-hmm. Keep the family out of it because they're going to have an opinion yeah. because they're biased. Go to a therapist, somebody who's non-biased, and they can give you the honest truth and they can give you ways on working in, on it if it gets to that. Um, but just be willing to adapt. And, and communication. I think communication is the key in everything. Absolutely. In everything. Absolutely. Wow. Well, I have absolutely enjoyed. Um, thank you so much for no, being thank so you. transparent. Each one, teach one. I think, yes, I, I absolutely. I think that works. I think the world would be a better place if we do that. <laughs> because it just goes, um, it, it's, almost, it's almost like the, it's like the wedding band, the symbol that it represents that it's a circle and it's a cycle and it's mm-hmm. reciprocal and if i'm giving to you 
you give to me and then I'll give to mm-hmm. her and then she gives, you know, to the next and that's how we mm-hmm. how we keep it going. So mm-hmm. I definitely appreciate you. No Thank problem. you so much. Do you have any final words or anything else that you want to um that you want to share? What's what's next up for you and your husband? I I know you said that there's a transition that's yeah. going now. <laughs> what's next? Well, we're going to take my son off to college next week. So it'll be just an empty nest of him and I. So now we get to um kind of learn each other again. Yeah. Um, and it's fun because we started out so young. Mm-hmm. I was 19, you know, he was 18 mm-hmm. um, <laughs> when my son was there. And so we had to start out being parents. So we didn't get to start out with the dating and the yeah. wooing and everything. So now we are dating as much as we possibly can. And so I'm excited for that. Um, I'm just super excited for that to be able to just get up and go. That's awesome. <laughs> I wish you guys could see her smile. <laughs> super excited for that. But the... Final words, I guess, is just communication and be willing. And like you said, with the wedding band, mm-hmm. we get we accept seasons in our lives, mm-hmm. but we don't accept the seasons in our marriage. Mm, accept the good. seasons in your marriage. That's good. Too. Accept the seasons in your marriage. Yeah. Know that that's you're good. gonna have your highs and you're gonna have your lows, and mm-hmm. sometimes those lows are gonna be really low, depending on what you're going through. Mm-hmm. But it'll get high again. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you so much. This has been another episode of Love with Elmarie, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us. You've been listening to Love with Elmarie, a podcast about love's latest secrets, life lessons, and heartfelt confessions. Until next time, remember to lead in love.